perception, perception is, is reality. Reality. Ladies and gentlemen, to this 93rd episode of Perception is Reality. I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. Welcome to the show. Thanks for giving me a little bit of your time and uh, being here for this weekend episode. Or whenever you're listening, it's pandemic mania, so nobody really knows what day it is ever anymore, upside down, inside out. No one knows what's happening. We're keeping track here, but there's no reason to constantly continue saying what day it is, when it is, what it is. You do you on your time. We'll do us, and uh, hopefully we can meet back together in the middle at some point when life gets back to some semblance of normalcy. Uh, Before we get started, I want to say again uh, thank you for everyone that's tuning in. If you've been here since the beginning, great. If you've just recently started listening, please go back and hit everything. Remind everybody to listen to the show. Numbers have been going a little wonky because people aren't traveling and going out when most people listen to podcasts. Generally, it's when they're in the car. So numbers have been kind of wonky. We've still been doing really well. But I need you to help spread the word. So you need to physically tell people and or share the links or the podcast name, how to find the show on your social media, let your friends and family know where they can go to find the show. We can be found on all major podcast hosting sites like Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Radio Public, iHeartRadio, and many, many more by simply searching Bilbrey Podcast, B-I-L-B-R-E-Y Podcast, as well as you can find us at the home link, perception.fireside.fm, and also check out the merchandise at merchisreality.square.site. All right, so this is episode 93 And man, I will tell you, I am sick of talking about Corona. I'm sick of hearing about Corona. I know you're all sick of hearing about it and talking about it. We will just focus a second here on it because I think that we're at a crossroads here. I think that we are not very far away from people just saying to hell with it um, and going about their lives. I don't know if that's right. I don't know if it's wrong. I think that what's going to happen is this is going to be something, the coronavirus and our response to it, that we are going to have to examine from the rear view window of history. 
we might not even ever know how it's looked at. It might be people long past us. Maybe nobody will ever look at it because we'll all be dead. Uh, maybe maybe that's what will happen. Maybe, maybe we'll know that we've not done the right thing because no one will be examining it because we'll all be dead. We'll never know. But I do know this for a fact. If we don't get something going here soon... If something doesn't start here soon, we are quickly coming to the point where from all up and down, from bottom to top of the political spectrum, of the political theater, of the local, state, and national governments, where people are going to start saying no more. We're getting to a point where citizens are starting to have complete unrest. Nobody knows who to believe. Nobody knows what the truth is. They came out originally and said 2 million deaths, 250,000 deaths. Then it was 60,000 deaths. And now they're saying maybe a million deaths. Nobody knows. Meanwhile, the numbers keep increasing here in Indiana, but not like wildly out of control, I'll be honest. They're still staying under where they thought we would be as of the dates each day. They have given a model of where they thought we would be as of the 10th or the 11th of April. And when we reach those dates, we're still staying under where they thought we would be. I do know that they are still saying that we are, get this, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> two weeks away from the peak here in East Central Indiana. For you folks that are listening to this, in Nebraska, listening to this in California. For those here in Indiana or wherever you're listening, the magic number is two weeks. And in two weeks, the magic number again will be two more weeks. Since March 13th, we've been looking at two weeks, two weeks, two weeks. And yet again, as of the date that I'm recording this, which is Saturday, April 11th, we are still two weeks away from when they're saying the peak is going to be here in East Central Indiana. And I read a post on Facebook a little bit ago from Rob Kendall, a producer with the Chicks on the Right, and he has his own show, The Rob Kendall Show, on 93.1 WIBC. He made a post on Facebook earlier that was interesting. It said, I have a sneaking suspicion we are in the final days of goodwill and benefit of the doubt many governments across the country will be able to enjoy. And what he means by that and I very much agree. Matter of fact, I shared that to my wall. People are going to start saying, all right, I'm tired of it, no more. And they're going to start going back to life. Now, yes, they're going to be cautious. They will take all necessary precautions they need to to make sure that they're safe and their loved ones are safe. But people are going to start fighting to get back to life. Because I don't know if you've paid attention, but just on April 8th, a doctor that was famous for working with Obama with the Obamacare, Dr. Zeke Emanuel, came out stating that we needed an 18-month plan to shelter in place, to do the social distancing, because that's how long it would take before we could return to a quote-unquote normal life. And people are just not going to put up with that. That's just not going to be something that people will do. 
Because in 18 months of social distancing, not going to work, hiding in our homes, life will never be able to return as we know it. We will have mass starvation. We will have unemployment at 60% or higher. There will be no more airlines. There will be no more hotels. There will be no more mom and pop shops. We will have people who are dying because they don't and can't get medications for simple issues that they have, we will see a completely different planet in 18 months of hiding if something doesn't happen. And so now, what do you all think about this? I'm interested to hear what you guys have to say, because in the next couple episodes coming up, I'm going to be talking with some small business owners. I'm going to be talking with people that this situation hasn't affected. I'm going to be talking with some folks that this has absolutely affected, and I'm interested in what they have to say, but I'm also interested in just what you, the random listener, has to say about this, what your thoughts, feelings, and opinions are. And you can contact the show by email at khbilbury at gmail.com, or you can call or text the show at 765-546-9796. Talking about small businesses, before we move on, I need to get to the sponsor of the first portion of this episode 93. The sponsor of this portion of the show is Reliable Plumbing Services. Mark Bolin and Jerry Sheline, Reliable Plumbing Services. They have 28 years experience in sewer repair, drain service, sewer locating, sewer camera, water jetting, sewer installations, general plumbing, toilet installs, water heaters, septic tank repairs, install, and new water lines. They offer senior citizens and military discounts. You can contact them at the home office at 765-252-3665 or in Kokomo at 765 765- 765-252-0078. Again, that is Reliable Plumbing Services, RPS. You can also email them at msplumbing2018 at att.net. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. We've had comments made on social media, normally by people who are running for office, that are kind of upsetting to me because you guys have been with us, know what we've been through. Don't let those comments get to you. Let's just keep moving forward. Let's keep focused on the motion, not on those negative comments towards us. This isn't a situation to be politically grandstanding on. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Perception is Reality. I'm your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. This is episode 93. We've been able to get the milk for the baby and hopefully we'll be able to continue on with this episode. Sorry about that noise. Along with it, what you were hearing were comments being made by one half of the Cowboy Kid commissioners, Shannon Henry. He was making those comments during a special meeting of the Delaware County commissioners that took place at 3 p.m on Friday, April 10th, which occurred without anyone from the public being able to attend or watch streaming because the streaming feature was not working. They were told that they should 
continue the meeting to a later date where they could stream the meeting or allow people to be present. They went ahead with the meeting, they recorded it, and then they aired it later, which I believe is a problem. We'll have to get some verification from the Indiana Public Access Counselor. But, I, you know, I think reading everything I've read and talking with the Public Access Counselor prior to the meeting that what happened there basically made it an illegal meeting. But time will tell, and I will report back to you. However, they went through their meeting, they did their piece, and then at the end of the meeting, Cowboy Kid Commissioner Shannon Henry made those statements you heard about hearing comments and reading comments and seeing comments online. And I agree that most of those comments that he's probably referring to are coming from yours truly. They're coming from this podcast, and they're coming because I don't believe that it's time to lay off of speaking truth to power, keeping an eye on what's happening at the local, state, and federal levels, and I believe with all of my being that it's never a time to stop asking questions and making sure that those elected by the public are doing what's in the best interest of the public that they work for. Then he made some kind of strange remark about most of the comments are coming from people that normally are running for political office, and I don't really know what he meant. I, I, I know what he meant. I think he's trying to tie me to Audie Barber, who's running against James King, the other cowboy kid commissioner, but let's be very clear here. My issues with the Delaware County commissioners has nothing to do with Audie Barber running for office. Matter of fact, my issues with the politics and policies of the Delaware County commissioners, or or mostly just James King and Shannon Henry way predate my knowledge of Audie Barber. I have only known Audie Barber as a friend since April of 2019, and I have taken issue with and examined and looked closely at James King and Shannon Henry as commissioners since longer than I've known Audie. Matter of fact, I have chose to help Audie in his effort to unseat James King because many people stepped up and asked Audie to run, and I thought, well, hell, he's as good as anybody, and I take issue with what these people are currently doing. So yeah, I'll help Audie and I'll help whoever again runs against Shannon Henry when his time comes. But the bottom line is I'm helping Audie because of my opinions and my research on King as an elected public official, not Audie ran because I and or many other people have issues with James King as an elected official. But beyond that, my issues with the Cowboy Kid Commissioners started long before the pandemic. I've been looking at their bizarre style of leadership or lack of leadership, and we'll get into my opinion of calling elected officials leaders here in just a moment. But 
I have had issues with things that they've done, like, for example, with the jail, like their handling of the DCEMS situation, and a lot of other issues that have went on for years. And so the fact that we're currently in a pandemic... Yes, I understand that we need to give everybody a little bit more space, make sure that the people are handling what needs to be handled, but I need to make sure that everyone is aware that we don't just lay down and say, okay, we'll take it, you give us whatever you feel like giving us, and we're not going to ask any questions. We shouldn't hold you to any kind of standard because we have this going on. I'm sorry, but that's not how this works. The Founding Fathers put our system in place, and they were suspicious of the government from day one, always, and forever. And so someone's saying, well, we've got this situation going on, so we need to just lay down and take it. That's just not something that I can do, and it's not something that you should do either. We should all be asking questions because it's times like these where the government really tries to go in and make a power play and grab up everything that they can, doing everything that they can, and that's not something that we can permit. We have to be here to hold the line and to say, wait a minute, what are you doing? And they have to let us know. They have to be able to be redressed. And if not, then that's a problem. I know that from the commissioner's point of view, and I know that from some of their supporters, I hear all the time that no one should be asking any questions. I certainly shouldn't be asking any questions because we're in a pandemic and this is serious and these people are on the front lines. Excuse me. The doctors, the nurses, the EMS, and the police officers and the firemen are on the front lines. Now, Yes, it's true that James King and Shannon Henry, both Delaware County Commissioners, both members of the Cowboy Kids, they are both police officers. They are both police chiefs of two different small-town departments in Delaware County, Albany for Shannon and Daleville for James. But while they're acting as commissioners, they're not... They're not dealing on the front lines of this. They're meeting from their homes. They're not doing anything like that. They're making decisions for the people who are out on the front lines during these times. And they're struggling with that. And that's been part of the reason I've been commenting. And for those of you who feel that during this pandemic, I should just shut up and go away... I'm sorry that you feel that way. I hope you can respect me when I say that it's exactly these times when we need to be calling attention to what's happening because they can easily start to run away with power if they're not being watched. And let me be very clear. They are definitely aware that they are under the microscope and they don't like it. 
And so that should lead us to ask why. If they're not doing anything wrong, then why do they care about us asking questions? Why do they care about you or me wanting to know what they're doing, when they're doing it, how they're doing it, and why they're doing it? They're the elected official working for the public. They work for us. They represent us. And even more so on a local level. When citizens, when journalists, when commentators, when anybody from the public has a question, those officials should jump at the chance to tell you, to tell me, to tell all of us what's happening because that's what they are there for. That's what they're supposed to be doing. They're there to work for us, to represent us, and to do the bidding of the people that have elected them into those positions. And if they're not doing that and they take issue, then the big question has to be, why? In America, we are really big into this idea of hero culture, hero worship. We look at our heroes as being leaders. They're people to be admired, people to be looked up to. They are strong and courageous and fearless, and they have the understanding of which way to go. They are the ones that are leading the pack and they're the ones that are going to help us in the end. That's the whole American love affair with the comic book movies. It's the whole love affair with sports. People look at those people as leaders, and they are our heroes. But besides movie stars and sports stars, who else in America do we look to as leaders, or eventually heroes? Who are our leaders that we look to? George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, John Kennedy for some, Ronald Reagan for others. What are those people? Well, they are elected officials. And so many people in American culture, because of the nature of what political officials do, have started referring to elected officials as leaders. But why? Why do we look at elected officials as leaders? Yes, they're who lead, quote-unquote, the country. They're who lead, quote-unquote, the state, the city, the county, the town. They lead because we put them in that position. We need to get away from calling them leaders and call them what they truly are. They're elected office holders, which are public servants. A leader is not elected. A leader is not just arbitrarily named a leader. A leader rises to the top through their actions, and we find out that the person is a leader through time and they are looked upon as a leader because of their actions not because they received 12,000 more votes than somebody else not because they are the Democrat or the Republican or the person who won in this race where nobody else filed to run you're not just a leader because you were elected 
You, we got to start looking at this totally different. Leaders are not just named. We don't just say, well, that guy's a leader. He's the commissioner. He's the mayor. He's a leader. They have to be proven. They have to be proven to be a leader. Somebody's not a leader just because they won an election. We've had plenty of shitty elected officials. Plenty of elected officials who've ended up going to prison, who've been cast out of their office because of their disgraceful behavior. A lot of them <laughs> here, here locally. But we can't just say, well, you can't question them. They're the leaders. No, they are public servants. Let's look at that word, public servants. That means they are servants of the public. They do what the public's bidding is. And if through their actions, through their time in office and being a good public servant, they become a leader, then that's fine. A true leader never is worried about being questioned because they have the understanding and the humility and they're already laying before the people the plan. A true leader doesn't act in the dark and doesn't get mad when people that they're supposed to be quote-unquote leading ask questions. We need to start looking back to how the founding fathers felt about quote-unquote elected leaders and referring to them as elected officials, referring to them as the commissioner, referring to them as the mayor, referring to them as the public servant, the person that's there to do four, six, eight years, 12 years, and then go back to their regular life. The public servant is there to serve the public, to do the best that they can for their community. They are humble, they are caring, they are not in their position for themselves. And then, if they rise to the top and they deserve the title as leader, then we can take a look at that. But somebody's not just a leader because they won an election. There have been plenty of people who have done a four-year stint, an eight-year stint. Hell, there are people in Congress that have been there for 30-plus years that are not leaders simply because they don't exude the traits of a leader. We really need to get back to the basics when it comes to politics, no matter if you're talking about a local level, the state level, or the federal level. These are just people. They are people put there by other people. If you don't vote these people into office, then they don't have that quote-unquote power. And anybody who is in office, you can take that power from them if they're not using it the way that you see fit. So if you as a citizen, or if I as a citizen, or if we together or anyone else 
ask questions, if we have expectations, if we don't like what we're seeing from the public officials, from the public servants that are there working for us, then we have a right to let them know that. We have the right to call them out of that office by electing somebody different. And we have to keep pressure up. We can't let the guard down because that's how they get out of control. When you stop looking at what they're doing, they feel like it doesn't matter what they do because it doesn't matter. No one's looking. That's what's happened with Delaware County here lately. Because for so long, folks have been paying attention to what's been happening in Muncie, and the county has been able to operate just freely. They've not had to operate in the dark. They've been out in the public doing what they do because nobody else has been there. There's been no public. So now that the public starts to look and starts to ask questions, well, then it starts to hurt a little bit. And they have to start to run into the dark to do their doings because people are now examining what's happening. And I get it. I get it. There's a lot going on. This is uncharted territory. It's unprecedented times. But that doesn't mean we just lay down and take whatever they are throwing our way, folks. That's not how it's supposed to be set up. That's not anything that I will ever be okay with. And you shouldn't be okay with it either. And you need to learn to not be okay with it. Look, I don't want anything bad to happen to any of these people. And I don't have any personal issue with any of them. I'm just talking politics and policy. And talking politics and policy, these people are screwing it up. They're a clown show. And it's time to move on to the next group of people. This is like an ever-evolving experiment. Because we're all people. And people have shortcomings. And people have blemishes. And sometimes you will elect somebody that's terrible right off the bat, and you'll know it. Sometimes you'll elect someone that's good for a while, but that person will sour over time. Sometimes you'll elect somebody that's not very good at their position at the start, but they grow into it. And then a lot of times it's a combination of it all. And so we have to continue keeping our eye on the people at the helm of this. I'm not going to call them leaders because they haven't deserved that title. But they're the people who are supposed to be acting as leaders. They're the public servants that are supposed to be acting with our best intentions in their hearts and in their minds. And we have to always be observant because when someone starts acting out of line and out of control, we have to be there to make sure that we get that switched as soon as possible. We have to be able to communicate 
with these people. And they have to be able to communicate back with us. And if they're unwilling to, if they don't want to do what we demand of them and they will not act appropriately, then we have to just say, okay, no more of you. And it takes time. Look, folks, I have supported, campaigned for, and helped elect several people that turned out to be shit. Just pure shit. I have also campaigned against people that later I've fully supported. It's a learning process and no matter how long you've been involved with politics, there's always something to learn. There's always something extra. There's always something more. And nobody is a master of it all. Even the public servants who have been in office or are in office, however long they've been there, they don't know it all. No one does. And if they are ever to the point where they feel like they have nothing else to learn, or they don't need to listen to the public, then they are past their prime. And we're in a situation right now where it's tough, I get it. But just like the First Amendment, the First Amendment doesn't protect speech that we like. Okay, If you're going around singing happy birthday and telling everybody you love you, nobody, nobody gets mad about that. Nobody's pissed off. No one wants to shut you down. You don't have to protect that. It's the hate speech that you have to protect because even though we might not like it and even though it's not nice, if somebody is able to tell you you can't speak something because they don't like it, then all language and all speech is under attack, okay? The same way here. We don't have to be so on guard when everything is running smoothly, when everything's a-okay and we can all attend meetings and everybody has their eye on what's happening and there's no issues currently at hand. People cannot care as much. But when we have situations where meetings are going on and people can't be there and they let us know after the fact and everything is up in the air, well, then that's when we need to buckle down even more so. And I get it. It's not pleasant. It's not fun. People get mad. First of all, we need to stop doing that. It's just politics. It's nothing to get all pissy and bent on. Nobody should beat anybody up. No one should call each other names. I know that's just the way of the world today. People suck. But there have to be people that can stand up and ask the questions that others will not. My goal is to try to get all of you out there awake to the point where you can all be asking questions. It's easier if 10 of us are asking instead of one of us. It's easier if there are 12 people asking than 10. It's easier if there are 50 people asking than 12. We need to have each other's backs, right? Right? Wrong or indifferent, Republican, Democrat, 
libertarian, green, independent, whatever. This is our community. And politicians will come and go. Elected officials will come and go. And every great now and then, one of them might be worthy enough to call a leader, but they're not all leaders. We just need to understand that. And so calling out an official, questioning the behavior and the actions of officials is not bad it's not wrong. It's what we were born as Americans to do. It's in our blood. It's in our DNA, and it should not ever go away. You're listening to episode 93 of Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbrey. We'll be right back. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this podcast. This, this is, is Perception is Reality. And this is Christopher H. Bilbrey. Look, I get it. It makes me look like the bad guy. It makes me look like I'm always bitching. I'm always complaining about something. Here's Bilbrey not happy about somebody yet again. But folks, I'm just going to say it. I haven't been wrong. If we could handle getting the bad apples out of the political arenas that I have been invested in, and get good officials into those positions, communities would be better off. Welcome back to the show, everyone. This is episode 93 of Perception is Reality, and I am your host, Christopher H. Bilbrey. I'm not saying that I'm the end-all, be-all, know-it-all, everything, the master of it all. I'm just saying there's nobody else standing up saying we have issues here and we need somebody better. I'm not saying, hey, put me in charge, I know. I'm saying, I know what's not working. I know what it looks like in Winchester when officials don't take the citizens' best interest to heart. I know what it looks like in Delaware County and in Muncie when officials are doing things for themselves and not for the communities. I know what it looks like when Anderson officials are not acting in the best way possible for the citizens who elected them into office. I also know when a person finds out that the officials aren't doing the right things and they start to question it, I know that there's a lot of blowback. I know there's a lot of heat. There's a lot of hate thrown on that person by the officials, by the families and the friends and supporters of those officials, by the people getting rich off those officials, by the people getting the perks from those officials. And I understand that other citizens aren't paying attention to some of this. They're not seeing what's happening. So there is cause for me doing what I'm doing. 
and slowly people are waking up. You're paying attention. You're listening to this episode. You're listening to these episodes. You're going to your meetings in your community, and you're starting to pay attention, and you're starting to get it. But we're always called the bad guy. We're always called negative because we're trying to bring it to the attention. The way that we handle this positively is by getting people so pissed off, they say, you know what, I'll run, I'll do this better. That's the way we do this positively. You have to file to run. The way we do this positively is you have to register to vote. And the way we do this positively is by you getting out and voting and making a difference. That's the point of all of this. I'm here to point out what's not working. And when I see officials that are more concerned about themselves, their buddies, their pals, and keeping their power, I've got to be able to call that out. You guys have to be able to call that out, and we have to be able to do something about it. And let me tell you, folks, I'm seeing that in the locations that I'm talking about from different aspects, different angles, different officials. Over here, it's one official. Over here, it's a couple officials together. And so that's the purpose of what I do. And when we see officials that are more concerned about keeping their position, about making sure that they can be elected to the next higher office, or making sure they can be re-elected back to their office, or making sure that they can jump into that bigger pond by being elected to state representative or state senate, then that's what I have to call out. And you all have to understand, that's what I'm here to do. When we can all come together and put our heads together, and when we can all get registered to vote, and when we can all decide enough is enough, and that we decide we're all going to vote, and we can vote the bad apples out, then we can decide, okay, this is what we need to do to fix it. But we have to be able to decide that as a community. We're not all always going to agree, but we have to have good people in place running for offices to step up. We have to have good Democrats. We have to have good Republicans. We have to have good Libertarians. We have to have good Independents, good Green Party. We have to have good common sense citizens that can say, I can stand up and do this. And we're getting there. We're getting there. People are coming to meetings. Well, before all this craziness happened, I hope this doesn't cause us to lose steam. I'm a little afraid about that. I'm a little afraid. I can tell you, I'm a little afraid that this is going to cause us to lose steam. It's something that we're going to have to keep vigilant to make sure that does not happen. That's why people being brought to this podcast and you sharing these episodes really matter so we can try to keep people's interest so we can try to keep people aware of what's going on and so they can understand that when this ends and even while it's going on we need to be able to call into question these officials when i ask a question and i ask for documents from an elected official the response needs to be, yes, sir, we'll get right on that. Here's the answer. If we ever have an elected official that responds to a question or responds to a records 
request with, why do you need that? I don't think you need that. I don't want you to get that or some other bullshit answer. You have to ask yourself why. And I want to, I don't, let me tell you. I think that there are issues with what the county's done with the jail. I don't know what those are. That's just what I'm currently working on. I think that there are other issues with the county. I think that there are issues within the quote-unquote leadership of the county. I can tell you a perfect example of that right now. The quote-unquote leadership on the Delaware County EMS had there been a good leader in place, the Delaware County EMS would be in a better shape today. Whether you are in support of Muncie Fire-Based EMS or you're not in support of Muncie Fire-Based EMS, a good leader would have worked with that bad situation where they were going to be losing runs because Muncie was starting a service, but they would have made the best of a bad situation. But because Jason Rogers was fiddling around like he was doing with all the nonsense and trying to keep power and retain power, and he had the Cowboy Kid commissioners feeding into that nonsense, they got themselves in a bad spot. Now we got Hamilton Township starting an ambulance service for their people. That's going to put them even further in a bad spot. And that's because of their piss poor leadership ability. This situation where there is such confusion over what the commissioners think or don't think about who should be getting extra pay or not getting extra pay or is the building open or is the building closed? Let me tell you folks, all of that confusion is simply this. It's the commissioners playing an in-run game around their contract because the county building is closed. It's closed. You can't go there. I can't go there. And the people are quote-unquote working from home. Well, I can't call the auditor from home. If I need to call the auditor and I call the number for the auditor in the book, if I go and search the auditor's phone number and I call the office of the auditor and he doesn't answer because he's at home in his pajamas then they're not serving the public and the building is closed. So uh, pay the people the money. Remember, Delaware County had a whole bunch of money. They were in good financial shape. Oh, wait, maybe they're not because of the Delaware County jail fiasco. That seems like a common phrase in Delaware County. The Delaware County jail fiasco. The most current jail they're currently in was a fiasco while it was being con constructed, and I think the Delaware County commissioners said, well, we want our own fiasco. So you know what? They got one. They did something without giving the citizens the proper consideration, without thinking that they needed to hear from the citizens, and now they have us in the James King trick bag, and they're going to have to live with that. They're in a bad spot because of the jail. I think they're in a bad spot because a lot of other issues. Those are quote-unquote leadership issues. And before we end, I want to say this. Now we're hearing them trying to hide behind this pandemic. And I can't think of anything more disgusting. We have this pandemic occurring. People are getting sick. People are dying. 
people are losing their livelihoods because of the economic impact, and they're trying to hide behind the pandemic, where true leaders would not hide behind this pandemic. Rather, they would be out in front, leading from the front. We don't need elected officials hiding in the dark, doing what suits them, saying, oh, please don't bring anything up or don't question us because we got the pandemic going on. We need elected officials, public servants out in front, leading through the pandemic, leading through the sickness, leading through the economic crisis of all of this, and continuing to lead in the government because of the positions that they are in. True leaders in these positions would understand that they serve the public not the other way around. You're listening to Perception is Reality. I'm Christopher H. Bilbury, and we'll be right back. Perception. Perception is reality. Reality. Perception is reality. Reality. Leading from the front is not easy, and not everyone is cut out for it. All right, that's going to wrap up episode 93 of Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. We can be found on all major podcast hosting sites simply by searching Bilbrey Podcast or at the home link of perception.fireside.fm. Remember to share the show with everyone you know. Also, check out some Perception gear at merchisreality.square.site. All right, everyone, that's going to do it for us. Until next time, stay active, stay involved, stay safe, and God bless. You've been listening to Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey. Bilbrey. Tune in, like, and subscribe at perception.fireside.fm. Hook up on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Bilbrey318 and on Twitter at PISRBilbrey. Email khbilbrey at gmail.com or get off your butt and call the show at 765-546-9796. Till next time, remember... Perception Perception is is reality. Reality. This has been Perception is Reality with Christopher H. Bilbrey, where we aim for better government through citizen involvement.